Welcome in to another episode of Patrick Jones Baseball, where we find the best tools to build the best players. On this episode, we have Mike Don Francesco. Mike is currently the CEO and founder of Hit Tracks. In this episode, we go over Mike's background. He's a former college baseball player, really passionate about it. And then also how he actually founded the company, actually started the company out of his buddy's garage where they worked for a few years and was at another another company even before that. So it, it's a very interesting background and it's a great story to hear how the company started and came about and, and became so successful. You know, everyone always talks about the overnight success, but this thing really did take several years. And essentially, for those who are listening who don't know what Hitrax is, it's a data company that tracks the ball coming in towards the batter and leaving the bat after the batter makes contact. So it's going to track how hard they hit the ball, exit velocity, point of contact, launch angle, all these metrics. It's great immediate feedback for players. And I just think it's something that I, I find really fascinating, and I know that a lot of other people do too. And I just think from a, a data standpoint alone, it's it's just unbelievable product. So I wanted to bring Mike on. I was honestly just kind of curious as to how he started the company, you know, why, and actually how he made it all come about. So this is a great episode that I enjoy uh, personally just because, again, like I was just saying, I'm fascinated with, with how all this came about um, from Hitchrack. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is the CEO and founder of Hitchrack. All right, Mike, I appreciate you coming on today, man. Um, this is pretty going to be pretty exciting. Um, it's, a, it's a unique type of, of episode because, uh, you know, it's, it's player development, but it's, you know, you're a founder of, of a, a company that's really taken over player development pretty much everywhere in hit tracks. I appreciate uh, so first that. off, appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. So first off, I, a lot of people who are going to be listening to this, they already know what hit tracks is, but there's going to be some who probably don't. So maybe okay. you could give us kind of like an elevator pitch of, of what hit tracks is. So, yeah, so, um, you know, the term launch monitor came around a while back on the Gulf side, and then we brought it into baseball. But what we are, we are a computer vision company. Um, we have, uh, we're, we're providing advanced metrics. So we measure the ball coming in, the pitch coming in. We measure the ball going out, the exit velo launch angle, and we provide immediate feedback. So we're capturing all the metrics. Um, we're providing that immediate feedback to the players. But then we're taking it one step further where, um, where we're engaging the player, um, we want to make sure that um, we're just not spitting out numbers. We are a data company, but we're kind of an experience company as well. Um, we're, we're engaging the player with, uh, with the simulation of the event and, and uh, a bunch of other applications too. But we're, we're a data company. We, we track data and we provide the experience and the feedback to the player. It's honestly, it's unbelievable product um, for those listening who haven't experienced yet. It's, it really is incredible. I've, um, my, I, I'm actually, I didn't tell you this the other day when we talked, Mike, but my high school, uh, Moeller High School, I think was one of the first high schools to get it. Yes. yes. You're a Moeller guy. Yeah, I coached there. So I, I was able to use it a couple of years ago. Excellent. And, you know, Tim Held, I was on your website and I saw 
think he had a testimonial on there. And uh, he was our first high school yeah. going way back. I think he has a Gen One. Yeah. So it's got to be six, seven years old. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Coach Coach Held Tim, really nice guy. He helped us out tremendously the first uh, the first year or two. Just kind of you know we would do we designed it towards the academies. We kind of towards uh, colleges, MLB, but then the high schools came in and we changed things around a lot. And he was a he was a great contributor to it. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I didn't He's, know that. That's great that you yeah, went. Yeah, I know. I, I forgot I, when we talked great about it, I forgot to mention that. But uh, he, uh, he's a big fan, and, and I, he does a great job at that program. Obviously, being the first high school to ha- get a hit track, so you're, you're thinking pretty progressively um, from a high school program perspective. But yeah. I, I want to I kind of start out and, and know a little bit of, of your background because you started yeah. this thing when nobody was really thinking about any of this stuff or even just thinking about it at all um yeah crazy because when we first came out with the system um the term launch angle really it might have been used in golf but it wasn't really used in baseball and we, i think we first started calling it elevation or something in our in our output you know and then we had to change it to launch angle because that's so we, we always knew it was exit velo but uh the the launch the launch angle was called elevation in our first in our first version uh so yeah we we predate Stackcast by many many years um, and a lot of other technologies that are out there. But uh, my background, um, so extremely passionate about baseball. I played growing up. I played into into college in D1. I went to Boston University and played there uh, when they had a program. Uh, they lost that program and been football shortly after my graduation. Um, so I was a player. And uh, after college, uh, I, I was an engineering student. And I went down that road. And I specialized in motion tracking. Um, and motion capture, a lot with the military uh, applications, uh, but I also did some work with golf analysis and biomechanics and orthopedics. Um, and you see them now, there's a lot of mocap motion capture with the biomechanics labs. That's what I did in the 90s, uh, not to date myself, but you know, every, you know, with all the reflective markers and that movement, that's what I did in the 90s. So I got very, very familiar with with all tracking technologies and biomechanics and all that. So, and then again, I went into more military, but that's my background is uh, I'm a passionate, passionate about the game. I love playing baseball. I retired a couple of years ago with the older guy leagues. Um, and, uh, and um, you know, been a specialty around motion capture. So I was able to marry my passion for baseball with, with my knowledge of motion tracking. And it took many years to, to kind of come to fruition. Um, so, but, so in the, in the late nineties, yeah. you're doing motion tracking, you're working with a little bit of golf and the military. Yep. Was it a point where you just, your passion was baseball and you just wanted to try to mold, you know, what you knew in the technology realm and being a, an engineer into baseball? Yeah. So I remember I was working for a Swedish company uh, doing the motion capture stuff. Um, I was working for a Swedish company in Connecticut in near, no, no, near, near uh, Hartford. Um, but I lived near Norwich. I was by myself. I was just out of college. And I went to the Norwich Navigators, which was, I think, the double A of the Yankees. And I thought, this is back in like 95, 96, just out of college. And I was like, I think I could track a baseball bat. So I went to the GM there and I says, hey, what happens if I set up a camera on the side and I, and I give you um, bat speed? You know, he's like, oh, that'd be pretty cool. And I couldn't, I wanted to spend some time with it, but I was a young kid and um, I had bosses, I had sales and stuff like that. So I wasn't able to do it. So I was always thinking about, about this, this technology and applying to baseball. And then a couple of years after that, when I was with the same company, 
I heard from uh, Brown University, uh, Trey Crisco and Rick Greenwald. Um, they were doing a baseball bat study comparing exit velo off of a wooden bat versus aluminum. Because back then, before BB Core, you know, there was that, those bats were exploding, the like, trampoline effect. And the bats, the exit velos were crazy. So there was a spike in home runs, but there was also a spike in injuries with players, especially pitchers, um, because the reaction time, the speeds were coming off the bat a lot faster because of the improved technology and kids were getting hurt because they didn't have the reaction time to get those line drives. So we did a, we did a, a study in Massachusetts with my technology that I was using. I had to wrap the baseballs with, with reflective tape and, and I had cameras all over the place and it wasn't, it wasn't, it was all post-process, but I was in charge. I was collecting all the data and we would collect all the data off the bats of wooden versus aluminum. Um, and I would crunch all those numbers and give them to the Brown University professors or doctors, and they did all the studies. So that's, a, that's kind of like a, um, a big time study that I was involved in. And I've mentioned that over the years to people like Dr. Alan Nathan. He's like, my God, you were involved in that study. That kind of changed the game. And then BB Core started coming around. And, but that's when I got the idea of Hitrax was during that study, collecting mm -hmm. all the data. It was all post-processed. I had to do it in a lab afterwards to process all the data, but I knew it was coming in real time and I knew the prices would drop and all that. But that's what gave me the idea for Hitrax was back in that study in the late nineties with Brown university. So during that study, did your mind go, there has to be a faster way to do all this? Cause this is taking forever. Um, and that's no, well, Hitrax, I knew you just take the, a swing with Hitrax and it's all right there. So that's what gave me the idea for Hitrax. I, I knew where the technology was then um, that you had to do post-processing because of the computing power and all that. But I also knew that real time was being worked on and cameras are getting faster and computers are getting faster. So I knew it was a matter of time that all of this would become real time. This was before golf simulators were out, mm. right? And you needed uh, SGI computers to do large computing platforms and graphics and stuff like that, that these machines cost $100,000 to do. But with NVIDIA cards coming out and cameras becoming smarter and all of that, I knew that the, the real-time aspect was a few years away. So the seed was planted, but I had to kind of put it aside until the technology caught up to the idea because the kids, the, the players, uh, some of them I played with, some of them went to the major leagues that were part of that study. They were all minor leaguers at the time. They were having a blast. Yeah, that went 400 feet. That went, you know, this, that went. <laughs> no one was talking about launch angles and exit velos. They were talking about distance and they were busting. I'm like, this, there's, there's something here. Because when I played, I had a bit of pop and I hated negative launch angles. I didn't know it was a launch angle, but I hated the ground ball to short. Who does? You know, who liked right. it? But I kept on doing that. So like, I need to hit at 20 degrees. That was in my mind, my kind of my, my, my engineering type of mind. I was like angles, angles, angles. So I always thought that. And then when we did that study, I kind of put everything together. And that was the, that was the moment that it was like, oh, hit tracks, you know? Uh, selfishly, I just want to ask the question, what... Did, what were the differences in Exaville on those old bats versus the BB core? Um, yeah, I think it was like about 10%. So what, what I think it was, was that the sweet spot, when hit on the sweet spot, it, it was, uh, it, it was about 10% higher than the wooden bat, if I remember the results correctly. Um, but off of the sweet spot, it was incredibly, it was a lot, it was a lot higher. Uh, so okay. you were, okay. the aluminum bat produced a lot more uh, higher velos across the board, but it was significantly when it wasn't hit on the sweet spot. Okay. Okay. I got Does that you. make sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's good. Um, 
Okay, so what, how, how do you actually – so I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, okay, I see hit tracks, right? I see the actual unit itself. How would I even go about trying to create that unit myself? I, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. So, I mean, where, where well, did you start? How did that even come about? Garage. Um, so I, uh, I, I have a back, I had the background with the cameras and I had a background with a bunch of other technologies. So I knew it was computer vision. I was, I've always been a favorite. I've always been enamored with computer vision. I always thought that was most accurate, very low latency. Um, so, but my background was all those reflective markers, those cameras with the reflective markers. So I knew that was the way to go. Um, I'm friendly with people in the industry. Um, I, I called up a friend and said, hey, I think I have an idea. It was actually a competitor of mine because I was in the motion capture industry too, but I wasn't, I was working more with inertial sensors, uh, sensors that are used in, um, in uh, uh, K-Vest, by the way. Uh, so I, I, I'm very friendly with the K-Vest people dating back from pre-hit tracks days. So I was doing more of that. And then um, I just knew that computers were, uh, computer vision or cameras was the way to go. And so um, I, just, I just put it all together, cut a, got three or four cameras, I made like Christmas trees and cactuses of cameras everywhere and, and uh, put, some, uh, put some spotlights on there with cold mirrors in front to try to illuminate the ball and do all the processing. And um, it, we worked in the garage for two years uh, just trying to put all this stuff together. I remember going to uh, Bobby Valentine's place uh, in Connecticut just to test it out and to show him very early on with a prototype. And I had... I had um, I had floodlights. I didn't have the infrared lights back then. I had floodlights with a cold mirror so it wouldn't blind the, the player. And we did a demo of it and he liked it. And I looked over and I, I, it was all a makeshift. And I put like a leather or pleather type of uh, thing in front of the, uh, the frame and it caught on fire. Um, so there was billows of smoke coming up, but it was tracking beautifully, but the thing was on fire. So that was like a... That was like, I was like, oh my God, but it, it worked beautifully. And then over the course of the next year, I got an industrial designer. I, I went from five cameras down to three cameras. Um, we made infrared lights instead of those floodlights that would basically put everything on fire. So we did all that. It just took a couple of years. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't 20 at the time. I think I was like in my thirties at the time. So I had some experience doing product development and design and I knew a lot about cameras and my partner knew everything about coding. So we got together and went in his garage and took two years to come out with a product. We, went there, we had day jobs too. So we, we did our day jobs. And then at night we used to go in the garage and put it all together. So, and didn't you say time. you thought about hit tracks for 10 years before you actually started in that garage? Yep, exactly. Hit tracks, overnight success. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus 10 years, yeah. Yeah, right. Wow, that's incredible. So, okay, after, after the two years, you finally get the prototype and everything up. How do you get it to a point where people know what it is and they know it's, it's really good? I mean, has it just become word of mouth after? I'm sure now it, it becomes more and more word of mouth. Yeah, it was organic growth. Um, so I didn't take, we didn't take any, um, so that was a dilemma there because the company I worked for was an MIT spinoff that took a lot of uh, investment money. Um, I didn't kind of want to go down that road. So I bootstrapped it myself. So um, I quit my day job. Um, my partner was still working because we didn't have any revenue coming in. And I went out there and, and just went to Bobby Valentine's and went to a couple of uh, a couple of local places here in New England 
and they liked it because it was actually no one's ever seen anything like this before. You know, you could hit in Fenway Park and get metrics. And so there was the whole gaming element too that we wanted to embrace to engage the players. Um, so it was one after another. And then uh, I started getting, instead of the early, uh, you know, the early adopters, but then I started getting a lot of feedback from the real serious, like the Bobby Tewksbury's um, and uh, the drive lines. I was getting a lot of feedback from them saying, wow, this is great. These metrics are awesome. So then we started listening to them and then putting in each report. And uh, it took a couple of years um, and we hired and hired. I got out of my basement and we hired people and you know, manufacturing and all of that. Um, and then we, um, uh, and then StatCast came out. And then once StatCast came out, it, you know, people, I didn't have to educate people on what launch angle was anymore. Uh, because early on, even with the major leagues, uh, they were just, you know, you, you hear the term old school. Um, you know, there was a lot of different philosophies back then, you know, rotational hitting and all this stuff. I, I, I didn't, and I'm not a hitting coach, but I was giving data out there and they were like, well, you're saying that you have to hit the ball 20 miles an hour to maintain exit velocity instead of, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the backspin and all that. I'm like, I, I'm just telling you, you want to hit the ball hard and you want to hit the ball hard at the right <laughs> angle. You know, and people didn't like that. You know, people wanted to create backspin and all that to carry the ball. So, you know, I, I used, people used to yell at me early on in those days. I'm like, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you, if you want to maintain, just physics point of view, you want to maintain high exit velos, that, that launch angles that do damage, this is what you need to do. And so it took a lot. But over the course of the years and after StatCast, people started really understanding it. And I'm sure, you know, you're a technology guy. You've been utilizing it as well. Um, it's now widely adopted, obviously, but in, back in the day, it was tough. So I went one after another. I drove down to New Jersey all the time and put the system in my, in my back of my car and went all, for a year or two. We used to, I used to travel every week to install these things. Uh, DBAT, uh, that was a great first customer. Um, they have facilities all around the country and, and, and they would do that. But, you know, we would take all the feedback from the customers. We would put it into the program. We figured out how to help them make revenue. And then the, co then the colleges came on board and the, and the universities came on. I'm sorry, the Major League Baseball teams came on board. So it was, it was a lot of hard work the first couple of years because no one, knew what we, no one knew what we were doing. And they thought it was a game, you know, but it was real data. It's really accurate data for immediate feedback. And it took a couple of years to figure that out. Was there ever a point in time where you thought, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to get this thing to scale because it's just so old school type of thinking across baseball? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I never doubted it. After I quit my job, after you know, number four sold, I never looked, I never questioned it. I never looked back. Um, I know we had something that was extreme, extremely unique. No one else in the world was doing it. Um, and I really believed in the product and believed how the immediate feedback and the, it, it, and, and the, the information coupled with the video together um, was really benefit. It was going to benefit people. And, and some of the early adopters were telling me that too. It wasn't that I, I have this uh, innate feeling of what a baseball player needs because I'm not a coach. I'm a technology guy, but I'm very passionate about the sport, but I saw a need for it. And then when it was validated by a couple of our early adopters, um, they, they were like, Mike, this is great. If we do this, this, and this, it's going to, you know, it's going to be even better. And we did it. You know, we were so flexible um, that we just went off and did it. And a couple of days later, they had the feature that they wanted. 
and just the feedback we were getting from customers was tremendous. So we were, we were energized um, back then. I never had any doubts. No, it's just the, 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 the comments and the, and the, re, and you know, you, you want to support a product, you put it out there and, and you treat people well and you give them what they want and you put a quality product out there, but the feedback, that's what our goal was. And the feedback was amazing. So I never doubted it. You know, I think one of the things that I like about the product itself, and, and people will sometimes say, well, you know, the swings in the cage don't always translate to the game and whatnot. And my thing is, especially at, at the amateur level, you can take a kid and put him through a session and say his exit feel is 80. And, you know, he wants to play in the major league someday or, or whatnot. I think it's motivation to be able to take, say, like, hey, you're only hitting the ball 80 miles an hour right now, exit velocity. You need to get to X, Y, Z, like whatever the goal is going to be for him. And then you give him a, a way to get there through the weight room or wherever it may be. And I think it just adds motivation for him to even work harder because you're, you're giving him objective information, right? So, I mean, that way he has something to really work towards. Yeah, you talk about cage bombs and all that, but if you're hitting the ball in the cage or outside, you have the capability to hit the ball 105 miles an hour. You know, you're kind of a special player. Yeah. You know, yeah. 110 miles an hour, 95 at, at 13 years old or something like that, whatever it is. You're a special player. So, so if you are 12 years old and you hit the ball 80 miles an hour and you want to be a major leaguer, you're going you're gonna to say, coach, what do I need to do? All right, well, you know, this is just one, hit tracks is just one part of it all. It's giving you the feedback. It's giving you, okay, it's engaging you. It's giving you the feedback. But when you make those little tweaks that, you know, really make a difference in the swing or your, your, your body shifts and you get another two or three miles an hour because you do it right, you rotate your hips, your shoulders, your, it all comes together. You may not be able to see it in a cage, but the system's going to tell you, you just hit the ball five miles an hour more you know and that's what that's what motivates the people and you do like you said the weight training you know and, and all of that so you use this as as a tool to get the objective measurements to know that just those minor movements so those minor tweaks is the right thing to do and it's helping you along your path um so i think it is in that sense it is extremely motivational so the other thing i is it just for hitting? I know I, I, I think we met, we talked, when we talked the other day, you mentioned some pitching and catching stuff that they can yeah. do too. Yeah, we've always had the pitching module um, with the system and we just came out with, uh, so we could do simultaneous tracking or capture of hitting and pitching at the same time. So you could put a pitcher out there, create a profile for him, put a catcher, uh, put a hitter in, in the box and make sure they're both selected and their profiles are up and we'll, we'll track uh, data for both. Um, but we also have the catching module too, which we came out with a couple of years ago. And that's actually uh, been very widely accepted um, where we're capturing pop time, exchange time, obviously uh, arm strength. Um, and we have videos of that and, and, and all. Um, and we actually also tell you project if that was, if that throw down a second was safer out based on certain metrics of your skill level. So is that engagement factor again? Um, so yeah, we have the catching module on top of that. One of the other things that I saw or heard about lately was how the latest update, how the players are actually on defense moving when you hit yeah. the ball. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's been in the works for quite a while. So before that, we just had static uh, avatars or, or fielders out there, and they would snap to where the ball – or you could turn them off. Most people turned it off. Um, and then we started working in Korea, South Korea, uh, for animation applications. 
like um, uh, or entertainment applications like screen, what they call screen baseball. Um, so we went there and then a lot of other screen golf companies came in with the animated players. So we were, we needed to get the animation down for the entertainment apps. So it took us a while to do it actually, because we don't have a motion capture studio here with yeah. animators and stuff like that. So it took us a while, um, but we, we did it. And uh, it actually just kind of completes the, I've been using the word experience and engagement, but it kind of completes, especially on the gaming side. Um, so people do like it on the, on the analytics and instruction, um, but it's, it's more used for entertainment applications. Where, where do you see hit tracks going? I mean, is there anything you guys are working on now that that's going to be a, in the works for the future? Like where, yeah. where's this thing going? Yeah. So we're, we're constantly, we have a ton of, a uh, ton of engineers here now. Um, and we're always working on new features. So we'll release the next feature in, a, in another month or so, um, a next version in a month or so, and it's going to have enhanced video, um, and uh, so half of our business is analytics, half of it is entertainment. So we're always working on both. Um, so on the analytics side, uh, we have some new features coming out with video, another video, another camera, higher speed, higher resolution. That's coming out pretty soon. Um, a couple more features with respect to that that I'm not ready to divulge just yet on the video side. Um, we are also working on, we showed off a, a new standalone pitching product called the Rev. Um, at the ABCA show in January. Um, so that will be coming out. It's a lower cost, uh, it's a lower cost sensor, if you will, um, that will track, uh, it captures the exit velo, spin, spin access, release point, video analysis integrated in. Um, so that's a standalone product. That will be out uh, probably a little bit, COVID hurt us a little bit on that, that delayed us with that development there, but, but that'll be out in the, in the upcoming few months or four or five months. Um, so on the analytics side, we have that on the entertainment side, we've been concentrating on online tournaments and games. Um, so when COVID hit, we kind of took a step back, like everyone in the world did. And with baseball being canceled, we tried to figure out what are the academies going to be doing? What are baseball players going to need in the summer or in the fall when they're able to go out and play again with all these lost seasons? And we really thought that the baseball academies being hurt tremendously, obviously, because they were closed. We thought that we needed a, a, a tool for them to bring players in again. So we started concentrating on online tournaments where, where they could have two or three players come into a cage and play against everyone else in the world. So we just had the hit tracks open, which we, which we uh, had last month uh, with minor league baseball players and independent ball players. And we gave away $20,000 there and the softball version starting up next week. Um, so that's all national tournaments. So we had to build a whole database and a whole um, networking platform so that one facility can play another facility and all these facilities can play together and, and results can be on one standing. So one, one, one tournament. So we worked a lot on that and along with animation and stuff like that. So we worked a lot, a lot of that as well. Yeah, I, I love that. I saw that on online on social media, and I saw even some of the players in our organization were were a part of that actually. Oh yeah, uh, TT, yeah, um, TT Bowens and yeah, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they actually came up here and they, they hit here. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, okay. TT. They're both incredible players. TT, yeah. I fell in love with. By the way, he's yeah. sweet swing. Yeah, he's got a lot of power. He's good. He's good. That's what I've heard too. I haven't met him yet, but I heard he's a really good guy. Great, too. both of them, Seamus yeah. and TT. You know them both. Yeah, I, I've I know of both. I mean, I mean, unfortunately, I think TTU just signed in the free. TTU signed as a free agent, I believe. Yeah. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, I can't wait to to get back on the field both those guys. But I love, but I love the idea of having that having that that type of tournament. Um, and so when's the softball one coming out? Next week. <laughs> oh, next week. Okay. Yeah, I think it's next week or the week after. So we have uh, all the pro players that are a lot of them are in that uh, athletes unlimited league that's in Chicago. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Mm-hmm. That's really that's cool. The that, whole new point system and changing teams up, drafting players. That's really cool. So we have a ton of players from there. And then we have recently um, graduated uh, college players that we invited as well. Because again, they lost their season. So we wanted them. So that's going to be starting up next week with an open. Um, and then we're going to take the top 16 um, uh, run producers and put them in a bracket like we did with the minor leaguers last year, baseball players last year. And the winner gets 10,000. Oh, that ain't bad. No. It, Jeez, it, it, 10 it grand? Great. It was really last, – last year it was uh, – last month it was really great because we were able to give – first we give visibility. These, these players have visibility now. Because we had a lot of organizations looking at this and a ton of players, a ton of people watching it on YouTube and our website. So we gave a lot of visibility, but, but meeting all these players like TT and Seamus and Chad Bell, the Yankees won, and he beat, um, he beat uh, Todd Lott of the Cardinals. And I didn't know any of these players. And now I met them all and some of them came here and it was a blast. So I loved, we had the Clemens boys in, we had uh, Courtney Hawkins, who was an independent ball player with the Skeeters he was in, he's a monster. Uh, Dustin Geiger from Nuclear Baseball, he's in. So we had all these great players in there, and it was great to be ha- able to hand out. We gave everyone a check, all the 32 finalists, from $100 all the way up to Chad Bell uh, getting $10,000 check. That's um, great. It was awesome. Yeah, that's great. Well, i tell you what, Mike, appreciate you coming on today. I mean, you guys are killing it right now. Uh, it's no surprise because it's a great product. And I've heard nothing but just great things about the customer service for those who who do actually have have the product itself, which I think is – is huge and you don't always see that. So kudos to, to what you've built Thank and you. uh, look forward to just watching. Yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks awesome. for the time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Patrick Jones baseball. Make sure to go subscribe on iTunes so you can stay up to date on the latest trends and techniques being taught in player development until next week. Hope everyone stays safe.